welcome to today's episode of Something to Crow About. I'm Tony Marr, Fair Fanatic, and your host of Something to Crow About. Now, I am excited to have a fellow fanatic with us today. Joining me is Dennis Chiraldi, Mahoning Valley native, founder of Duo Live, and all-around marketing guru. And I know, Dennis, you are familiar with podcasts, so you know what we're doing. But uh, so, so, Dennis, how are you? And tell me... What is Duo Live for the listeners that may not know about what it is? First of all, I appreciate you having me on, Tony. Big fan, big fan of something to crow about here. Awesome. And also, I really shy away from the guru tactic. I feel like I should be <laughs> at the fair reading palms or something like that when, <laughs> when I hear that term. But I found the Duo Live as a result of wanting to provide ongoing professional development and marketing sales business um, and uh, creatives through our online assets, uh, web, webinar, blogging, podcasting, email, and then getting together for monthly meetings, networking meetings, putting people together, shops in our, our annual conference um, that we've held four straight years, but obviously under a little bit of duress this year. So um, needless to say, that's, that's been the foundation of, of what Video Live is about. And, then, and as a result of that, I handle some people um, I help them with their marketing and their marketing strategy. Yeah, definitely, you know, helping out a lot of businesses right there that need it. And, you know, y- y- you said that you wanted to do some palm reading at the fair. I could totally make that happen if you want, man. <laughs> so it's either it's either palm reading, weight guessing, age guessing, um, any of those things like that go along with guru, that's fine. Like I'm, I'm here psychically mind reading. Sweet. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get you set up. But uh, now, now, now tell us. Why are you a fair fanatic? And I heard it started as all good stories do uh, this one time at band camp. So, <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> so first and foremost, longest standing fair in the country, right? I mean, how right. can we not get behind that and being so proud of our Youngstown region and Mahoning Valley that we've got something that, that ultimately has that, that legacy behind it. And, you know, back before the time that it was cool to be in the band, I was a band nerd, and that's what we were referred to. But, you know, my parents weren't big fans of the fair, and so I had to figure out any way possible that I could, you know, get to the fair. And one of the things that we did growing up, uh, the Lowville Band, it's still longstanding tradition today, all the high school bands go take a day, and they march the fair, and they stop at different various areas like the Rock and the Grandstand, and they play. And so... That was my big opportunity, the motivation behind, okay, I'm going to join the band. It might not be the coolest thing in the world, but I get to go to the Canfield Fair basically for free and march around. And then as soon as we got done marching around, I was able to run around with my friends at a very young age, you know, doing all the fair, fun fair stuff. So they, it goes way back to band camp. <laughs> so, so you joined band, which is a, a year-round <laughs> dedicated just to go to the fair. That is dedication, my friend. That is dedication. <laughs> yeah, we had the we had the fall. We had the fall going back to school taken care of with the fair. And then the, there was the spring trip to, to Cedar Point. So at the bookend of things, I said, Hey, you know what? This is a great payout. Why not? And um, and <laughs> and so yeah, I wasn't really good at the trumpet either. I, I probably was faking it half the time, but uh, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed those experiences. 
<laughs> so yeah, so you started going to the fair, you know, a, a little bit later in life. But uh, you know, wh- what what drew you to the fair? What was that thing about the fair that made you want to go? Well, you know, I really think it it, 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 it kind of dovetails in. So you know, it's fun. I've got four kids. They're all the age of eleven, nine, seven, and soon to be three. And I really love the animals. Like I love going to see. Like I got to milk a cow at the at the fair, <laughs> and you go you go through the chicken barn and all the other animals, right? And so that excited me. Um, I'm not the biggest ride person in the world. I do love fair food. Not gonna lie there. I love kicking the tires on the tractors, the ones that you're allowed to. Um, kind of a funny story about the classic tractors that that got us into a little bit of trouble. But you know, so I I, I take my kids a few years back. And, you know, they want to run right to the games. They want to run right to the food. And I'm so excited to share that experience with the animals. And we walk into one of the barns and my oldest son's like, and at the time he's probably nine. He's like, Ooh, it really stinks in here. Like, you know, and that's all he could take away with it. And I'm like, no, look at all the cool animals. And then we're like, I'm sitting there milking a cow as an adult. <laughs> and, and both of them are looking at me like, what are you doing, dad? Like, I was like, well, come milk the cow. When else are you going to get a chance to milk a cow? And, um, <laughs> So, yeah, so it's really started with the animals and agriculture. And and for you sharing that with your kids, like, you know, I mean, I mean, how was that experience to bring your kids there, especially, I mean, for the first time, but as a family tradition, you know, how, how is that, you know, really worked together with you? Well, you know, I, um, I remind them of that experience all the time. And, <laughs> and now it's become, kind of come the household joke, but like a few years ago, um, family, other family members found out that I was taking my kids to the fair. So the next thing, you know, I have like, I have my kids, I have my brother-in-law's three kids that were still of the fair going age younger that needed to be adult supervision. And then an, uh, another uncle said, well, if you're taking those three, how about you take the next two? And now we All got right. like a 15 passenger van and me with like all these kids and, and, you know, I, I say this tongue in cheek and I hope it doesn't come off the wrong way, but one of, one of my nephews is autistic and and we have to keep a really close eye on him. And Christopher tends to wander just a little bit. And at the fair, you know, we turned around and for a split second, he's gone and panic ensues because I mean, there's a lot of kids that go to the fair and, and come up missing. Right. And, and so for that 30 seconds, that feels like an hour, we end up turning around and we see him on the witch's wheel, screaming his head off, going around because <laughs> he loves riding the ride. So, you know, it's those types of things that I get reminded of the nostalgia all the time for my own kids. Like, remember when we went to the fair and Christopher got lost and he was on the witch's wheel? And, you know, so those are the types of things that we re- reminisce about. And you try to catch lightning in a bottle and you're like, you know, I want to go back, you know, for that experience, create those memories with the kids that, that are ongoing and they're generational as well. Yeah, and that's awesome. And that's what it really, really comes down, down to, to is, is, you know, sharing, you know, those, sharing those memories and creating, and creating those, memories. those memories. So, so, so do your kids ever kids bring up the fact that they're like, go milk a cow, cow dad. dad? Like, do they ever bring that up? Or no, or no. There's a lot of things they remind me of that even go more severe than that. Like, remember when you were afraid to go on the witch's wheel with Christopher dad? And like, remember when you were afraid to go upside down on the one ride? And and so they definitely, they definitely uh, check my uh, my man card from time to time, <laughs> my, my adventure card, I should say, to um, you know to, to remind me when I, I kind of bail out or, or you know those sorts of things. 
Look, it has nothing to do with being a man if you don't want to go on the witch's wheel. Okay, you're an adult. Stuff doesn't work the way it used to. Equilibrium's way up. Nothing to do there. That's days of recovery as well. Right. Right. Uh, and so you kind of you, you, you kind of glossed over this, but I want to talk about and you you don't have to answer this if it's incriminating, but you talked about getting in trouble for kicking some tires. So, <laughs> OK, I, I mean, do you want to talk about this story? We don't have to. Sta- like the statue of the statue of limitations <laughs> have passed. So I think it's completely fine sure. to, to talk about. But you have. <laughs> You know, they have the whole section of like antique farm equipment. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's really just a work of art. Like, it's a really cool historical living experiential display. And like, you know, they got like the Atlas Chalmer and like this type of farm equipment. And you're like, how did people, how did people actually like plow fields and work with this rudimentary equipment that, you know, we've now graduated towards air conditioned cabins on, on, on these, you know, these tractors. Right. But in the same note, I mean, it is just like, it's, it's every little kid's dream. Like they're sitting there looking at these things and like just salivating. And as a parent, it's like the best photo op in the world. So at the time, one time I had, I think it was like Mateo and he might've been four and I put him up on a tractor and he's, he's sitting there, you know, pretending, making all the, the tractor noises and um, driving. And I, and I luckily I get a few Instagram pictures and then somebody comes over and they were polite about it. They said, so, you know, like, and I think they're signage too. So I'm <laughs> just ignoring it all. Just ignore it now. No. <laughs> Maybe I read it. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. But uh, it was like, sir, your kid cannot be on that tractor. I'm like, oh, but it's like, how can you not, you know? And uh, yeah, right. so I, I, I politely pulled them off, embarrassedly apologized, and, and then ran from the, the Gansfield Fair Police. No, we didn't have to run, but I mean, you get the point. Yeah. You're making your children accomplices. Now that's what the Canfield Fair is all about. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I have my wife to thank for having cute kids. So like I could always turn around and I could blame the cute kids for any sort of incriminating things that, that we're oh, doing, right. you know, at the fair. And, and then here's the other thing too, like, you know, if you really want to indulge yourself, you know, at the fair and, and do want to go on the bumper cars as a singular adult, sometimes it's kind of a weird thing, but then you could always blame your kids as the reason why, like you're having fun on some of these, you know, rides that are, that are more accessible, like don't make you oh, want to yeah. throw up. Right. Yeah, absolutely. See, well, I, you know, one of the, I think it was probably like my daughter was two. So she was, you know, doing the kitty land stuff and that just gave me an excuse. I'd get a band and I'd go on like the real rides. So that was, I'm like, Oh, I'm doing it for my daughter, but really she wasn't there. You right. know, it was just me. <laughs> and same, th- same thing food wise. You know, I mean, I guess it's yes. the one time a year that where you could really indulge in, you know, fried Oreos and, you know, the big king, uh, the, a leg of turkey. But <laughs> it's, I got the kids with me. So of course I'm going to have fried Oreos at the, at the fair. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's totally fine when the kids are involved. Yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> so, and, and I want to see if you want to get on this petition. All right, you ready? My goal is to, to, to get a collaboration going with the Russo sausage and Molnar cinnamon roll to make a, a, a kind of Frankenstein, you know, sausage wrapped in cinnamon roll or a cinnamon roll butt. I just, I, do you want to get on that petition? I'm, I'm taking signatures right now. So start, you're starting to collab, right? You're starting to collab with like oh, yeah. sausage. I mean, you might as well go O Donut and like get get <laughs> them together. 
and have yeah. that breakfast sandwich Sandy come together as well. Who who else we got, right? I mean, let's let's look at some of our all of our other food makers out there and see what sort of combination we could come up with. That's a great idea. And I think you could package it afterwards as well. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm going for. All right. So we'll, we'll brainstorm. We're going to take a break. You and I will brainstorm during the break on what other treats we can get together from the Canfield Fair. Uh, so, so, you know, as we come back, we will talk to Dennis a little bit more about how he introduced his family to the fair. And we already talked about the rules of the tractor. Uh, but <laughs> we'll learn a little bit more about Dennis's time at the fair. Um, something to crow about will come at you once a week, every Tuesday. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a minute of the action. You can subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. And if you have a story from your time at the Canfield Fair and want to be considered for a guest on our show, send us an email at marketing at canfieldfair.com with your funny stories, favorite memories, or heck, even your favorite fair food. Uh, we are also looking for underwriters for our podcast and are that year at the fair. So if you're interested in learning more about underwriting options, please email marketing at canfieldfair.com. And as we prepare to celebrate our 175th Canfield Fair in 2021, we will take a minute each week to reflect on a year in the fair's history. We're calling this That Year at the Fair. So here's my friend and your friend, Bergen, with That Year at the Fair. The year was 1969, and the theme for the fair was the best one became better. The rooster had even more to crow about as his image was printed on the ribbons replacing the outline of Mahoning County, which had been used for years prior. Bobby Burgess and Sissy King from the Lawrence Welk Show were the Friday evening entertainment. Bobby Vinton closed out the week performing on Labor Day. The year was 1969. That Year at the Fair is brought to you courtesy of your Canfield Fair Board. And we are back with Dennis Ferrari, self-proclaimed fellow fair fanatic. Now, now Dennis, we, we were talking a little bit ago, and, and you dropped a bombshell on me. So you actually have a prestigious Blue Ribbon Award. So I didn't know I was in, you know, royalty here, but go ahead. Tell me about the Blue Ribbon. As a young aspiring artist in the <laughs> third grade at Lowville Southside Elementary, we would, um, one of the, another incentive, kind of like the band incentive was that, you know, you, you made these art projects through the year. And if it was good enough, you know, your art teacher down selected you know that's a big word for a third grader but they would select like the one two or five best or if it was good enough to submit into the the, the fair art competition and i i could remember like hearing that early on and i and i'd submit and i'd never i'd never get into the fair and i was like kind of rejected so we're like third fourth grade and i remember just being so ecstatic about the fact that i actually made something that the art teacher thought was decent enough to send to the fair, right? It, I mean, it's probably like, it's probably like a turkey, like with your hand and maybe some feathers, <laughs> but like whatever I drew. It was amazing. Actually, it, was a cart- okay. it was a cartoon dog. It was a cartoon dog. Okay. And I spent a lot of time on it. It was a job drawing. And so <clears throat> Mr. Brer, he, um, he said, I'm going to send this to the fair. And I was like, I was just really like super excited that like, 
somebody besides me was actually going to be, you know, this was going to be on display. And I can remember, you know, like, we got to go to the fair. My, my art project's mm-hmm. going to be on display. And, you know, you, 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 you scour that art project hall and they have yeah. all these pictures from, and, and like, they're really good now. Like, I, I don't remember, you know, my lens back then was like looking at it and like, oh my God, I won a blue ribbon. I won, I won like, it may have been just an entry, like, hey, congratulations for getting entered. But to me, it meant everything in the world for the fact that like, wow, like this is really cool. Like I made something that, that made it and was on display at the fair. Like you know, the world was much different than now it is, Tony, right? Like kids are used to seeing themselves on a video screen yeah. or their picture someplace. Or, you know, you go back to kind of like the band story, like, you know, the prestige of doing that back then is like, you didn't have the opportunity that you do now to kind of tell your story to the world. And so like, it was so meaningful to, to, to be on display in various capacities at the fair, because it's oh, obviously yeah. such a big event. And, you know, those, I, I cherish, you know, like a lot of those memories that, you know, and, and I, what I really think is cool is that a lot of those traditions and why the fair is the fair has always remained as to what it is. Right. Yeah. Like right. the band still go there. The art still goes there. The 4-H kids spend, spend the night there. And those, those are, some really really awesome things and um one so i've always been you know like bored and and some of those been very short term long term i have always deep down inside right ready this is a breaker this is a breaker for you i've always wanted to enter the demolition derby (laughs) at the canfield fair (laughs) let's get the do your live car together and let's do this man (laughs) I mean, I've, I've gone, I've gone through like over the years, I've actually gone through like this whole process of like, you got to put newspapers in the trunk to weight the car down a little bit. You don't want to take a front end hit. Like I've been planning this to get enough guts built up in my mind that eventually one day I will compete in the demolition derby. Now I'm getting older. So it's going to hurt a lot more, but I've always wanted to do that too. Like, 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 yeah, like, you know. Look, man, hey, you already got a blue ribbon for the art. Let's get you a blue ribbon for the demolition <laughs> dirty, you know? I, and I say, you know, let, let's get this together. Let's make it happen. 2021 is your year for the demolition derby. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Like, you know what? Like, if 2020 taught us anything, like, let's not sit back and pull the trigger on things, right? Let's, let's just right. go all in because you never know. Yeah, and I got to interview, I got to go down to the pit and I got to interview all those guys down there. And man, it is its own world. Those guys are dedicated to what they do. And like, you get to hear all the trade secrets and they'll make fun of each other. It's just like, man, like this is going to be awesome. Well, well, hence hence the reason why, right? Like I've not been in the demolition derby because they're the real deal. And they're, they're, they're not afraid of the risk where I'm sitting there going, oh, I love the idea. <laughs> of running a car in another car, but I don't love the idea of being in the car and doing it. <laughs> or a car hitting you, because that's going to hurt. Yeah, and, and for those, this one, that's like a whole, that's like a family affair too. I mean, those are whole families it, working together. It's, it's And, that, it's and that's a combo, that's a combo platter from the old days of Happy Days. So if you go back when Pinky Tuscadero was in the Demolition Derby yeah. and the Malachi Crunch, I remember seeing that as a kid and I was like, 
oh, I wonder like how you could do that. And then the cancel fair presented that presents that one opportunity, at least for a guy like me to be able to live out that, that lifelong fantasy. So. <laughs> 2021 brother, 2021. <laughs> there we go. So, you know, uh, all right. So you, you've already won a blue ribbon. I mean, what, what else, you know, how much further, what other heights can you reach? Right. But, um, you know, uh, so for you, when you go to the fair, you know, you know, people have might have like an idea of like a game plan. You guys usually go in with any game plan or is it just, you know, like, hey, we'll do this. We'll go here. No, no game plans or anything like that. No, you know what? My 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 work life is is pretty regimented. Um, yeah. And then and then our kids, these schedules that they keep with with these you know, activities after school between sports and dance and all these other things. Like there's just so many set schedules in, in, in the arena. And, and so, you know, you can look at va- vacation at like various degrees. Like we want to get, we want to go someplace on a beach or we want to go away for just a long weekend. And I almost look at the vacation. I almost look at the fair as, as a day vacation. And I, and people go to, parks and they plan the day they go to the fair and they plan the day but for me it's like it's an opportunity to like not have a schedule and then serendipitously like what happens what do we see you know what goes on i will say that the only thing that i do try to do is like i try to avoid um games and rides at the very beginning of the day when we get to the fair because i again like i've got young kids so that's my lens and if we do that then we're done like that's just, that's where they want to spend, spend the day. Um, but right. otherwise, no, it, it's just a free for all, you know, I, I think the other thing is too, is this, it, it's like, you know, you walk around the fair and you see all these people that, you know, and yeah. you, you know, you, that, that connection, right. And like, you know, you're, you're running into this person that you went to high school with, or you went to college with, or, you know, from business, or you just, you're just friends from some way and, and you run into them and it's, and it's a fun thing to make those connections and see those people in that environment. Um, and I really enjoy that and look forward to that. And none of that's, that's planned. And I, and I love that. I mean, I love that, that experience. Yeah. And, and that's always great. Cause you know, a lot of people see the fair as a reunion and then they'll even travel from out of town back to the fair just to do that. And that, and, and I mean, a lot of people do that. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know, I, 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 I mentioned, I grew up in Louisville and, and they have a, a fantastic, you know, festival, oh, Louisville sure. festival and, and with the baby doll dance. And like, we've never had a class reunion because we always just come back to the festival and, 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 you know, see each other at that point. And right. I think the fair is that on obviously a much broader scale with all the people from, you know, the Mahoning Valley you know, and, and beyond that coming to it, you know, guys that I played baseball with growing up that I haven't seen since I was 13 or 14 and you could kind of recognize them. Um, and, and you, you may not see them like ever, but like you see them at the fair and right. that's a really cool thing. Uh, and I want to hit on something too. Um, you just talked about the Lobo festival and the baby doll dance. So, and I have to explain the baby doll dance to a lot of people that aren't from here. So for people that are listening that don't know what the baby doll dance is, please do your best and try to explain what the baby doll dance is. It is amazing. Now I do, <laughs> now I do, I knew, I know that like everybody that's married somebody from outside of Lowville doesn't necessarily have the whole, the same like 
high expectation for it that we do growing yeah, up. Right, like as a, right. as, as a very young kid, my grandfather would be in the front row. And, and so there's a big eight foot tall paper mache doll decorated in, in Italian colors with sticks out the side that have fireworks, which sounds completely safe in, in, in 2020, <laughs> by the way, with like, like when the legality of the world that we live in today, that that still goes on. But um, the Mont Carmel band plays traditional Italian marches while the baby doll dances around to chase away evil spirits for the following year. Two places in America do it here in, I think, Aliquippa. Um, so Lowville and Aliquippa. And all us kids have grown up in Lowville have all grown up with, you know, grew up with that scare and then remember that fond <laughs> tradition. And then the outsiders come and they come and they're like, what do they do? And like, Why is that man on cool. fire? Yeah. <laughs> right. They had to bring it to the Canfield Fair. Like it would be like, you know, it would be a, you, <laughs> put it on tour. Yeah, put it on tour. Put it on tour. Bring it in this flaming death suit on tour. You know, that's. Uh, <laughs> so did they, they do that Newcastle too, don't they? I, or, or um, something like it, right? I'm not sure about Newcastle. Okay. I, I had, I had, uh, and maybe you know, I, I don't know, but I know that Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, had a similar type of uh, of thing. The the migration of uh, Italian immigrants, gotcha. kind of similarly coming from the same area, ended up in industrial places like like Pittsburgh and Youngstown, working obviously in the steel mills, and and I think that's how the traditions were brought here. That's awesome. All right, sir. Well, well, first, before we, we wrap up, um, I, I want to do something. It's called the Canfield Fair Faves. Um, so you know how this works. We're going to ask you three questions that any good fair fanatic should have at their ready. So, so, Dennis, are you ready? I promise. These, I could, these are heavy. I could be in trouble. These are heavy. Uh, all, right. <laughs> all right, sir. Dennis, what is your all-time favorite fair food? And go. <laughs> it's not as easy. It's not easy. I gotta go elephant ears and a, and a big lemonade. Okay, all right, a nice combo, a nice combo. and a Darussa's Italian sausage. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how you go down a rabbit hole. Like you think of one, then you think of another, then you keep going. See, I know, I know. All right. Yeah. All right. Number two, favorite event that you have seen either in the grandstand or at the fair could be anything. Demolition derby. Of course, that's what I was thinking you were going to say. <laughs> and you said that you love the animals. Um, what is your favorite animal to visit at the fair? Cows. The cow, of course. Milk of the cows, man. That's it. Once in a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dennis. Well, you know what, man? Thank you for sharing your time with us this morning and, and coming on. It's been awesome. And thanks for listening, fair friends. Uh, join me next Tuesday when I have a new guest in the chair. And remember, if you are interested in underwriting or possibly being a guest, email marketing at canfieldfair.com. Have a good day, everyone.